There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me as ever, Steve Harmison. Looking back at all the action, what was possible on a rainy day two in Gore? First test match between Sri Lanka and England. Plenty to talk about though. Uh, You're listening to the following on podcast. Well, thanks for uh, subscribing or downloading or uh, listening to your mate's copy of this. Uh, If you are listening, you will by now know that uh, England ended day two. 320 for four. So that's a lead of 185 runs. Um, we didn't get uh, a lot of overs today. How much did we get? We got uh, 53 overs, but there was more than enough. Joe Root uh, easing through the gears, a sparkling debut from Dan Lawrence, and uh, really a couple of uh, days more toil, really, for Sri Lanka's batsmen and bowlers ahead of them, you'd have to think, unless the uh, rain can come to their aid. Still, lots to chat about with uh, Steve Harmison. So let's get underway with Story of the Day. Story of the Day. So, Harmy, no real doubt, as per yesterday, what the story of the day. Yesterday, 12 wickets, today just two. And the reason for that, uh, some proper test match batting, really. Actually, no, it was more than that. Joe Root, first century of 2021. Um, it's been well documented that he didn't manage a century in 2020, but he just looked class today, didn't he? Do you know what he looked like? I said this to you off air a few hours ago. He looked like a guy who'd actually had a bit of a rest, and uh, it, it, and I think he needed one. Yeah, he needed one. He needed you know some time to probably reevaluate where his his thoughts are and his goals to 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 move into 2021 and. If he didn't get a century in, in 2020, fingers crossed he's been saving them for 2021 because I think you've mentioned it at some point on Talk Sport today, this will define his captaincy the year 2021 because of India away, India at home, and then Australia. And what you need as a captain, you need, if you're a bat, especially as a batsman, you need runs behind you and a bit of confidence and going in because your decision making is a lot easier when you're in a good place. 
And um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize the bowling too much because I think it was a class class performance. I thought Joe Ro- Joe Root made the bowlers bowl the way they did, which was, you know, it wasn't probably up to a level of Test match standard, but all in all, I thought Joe Root was magnificent. Yesterday, I talked about his ability to manipulate the field and get position people, players or fielders in positions where he can hit boundaries. And that's what he did today very, very well. Again, he moved the field to where he wanted to be. And I thought that from, from 100 to 150, it was no time at all. It was the old Joe Root. And fingers crossed that comes back because, boy, if England are going to have a good 2021, they're going to need their captain to score a boatload of runs. It was a it was a brilliant knock, chanceless knock. Um, there was one close shout for leg before wicket, which if the umpire had given it on field, it would have been um, he, he would have been out the ball hitting in just marginally in line. But apart from that, um, yeah, as I say, chanceless, and he's got a real chance not just to reach a double ton, but post his top score because England have still got six wickets left, no time pressure whatsoever, unless maybe day three and four get washed out. Uh, he, he could go past his test best, which is uh, 257, I think. But as brilliant as it, a knock as it was, and it was, a, it was a top knock, the paucity of the bowling and the inexperience of the bowling. If you look down the, the bowling list, um, Sri Lanka used five bowlers. Now, Dilaruan Pereira actually bowled really nicely three years ago. He's been disappointing. He's played 41 tests, but Embaldinia has played... Uh, uh, handful of tests. Asitha Fernando, this is his second test. Uh, De Silva, this is his third test. And, you know, Shanika's a bit of a part-timer. He hasn't played a, a lot of cricket either. Look, it, it's not a stellar bowling lineup by any stretch of the imagination. Although, um, and this was a point made by, I think, um, Tim Wigmore in the Daily Telegraph, it did show that Whilst Joe Root's batting may have declined in terms of the numbers, the captaincy may be, have weighed on him. When it comes to playing spin, he's, he's, he's the man still, isn't he? Absolutely is the man. And I think there has been a lot of the world on his shoulders um, when it comes to the captaincy, when it comes to the where England have been over the course of the last two years. You think from 20, 2018, sort of end of 2018 through 2019, through 2020, what were COVID and stuff like that. And then the World Cup, yeah, Ashes, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to take in that for you, for you as an England captain. Even though he wasn't captain of the World Cup side, he was still heavily involved and he was still a, you know, a key member and a key cog in that wheel that went on to win the World Cup. So he did need a bit of a break. It has been a barren spell when it comes to hundreds but not run scoring you know this guy scores a lot of 50s he just he hasn't been able to convert into into the hundreds you would say the likes of you know Kevin Peterson did or Sir Alistair Cook did or um, like Graham Gooch before them but even tell his numbers still stack up he's still one of the best players of all time from an England point of view and you know when it comes to playing spin yes you can say the bowling wasn't great but at the end of the day if it was in England yeah, you could you could see you know, the English conditions suited and you know a bit cold. This is in thirty degrees heat, humidity quite high, turning pitches in Sri Lanka, not played for a while. For me, this is a fantastic knock, and it's up there, probably not as good as Thorpe's in two thousand and one. And my best in Sri Lanka is Peterson, um, in Colombo, 
but it's right up there with as good as innings as anybody's played in, in England colours over in Sri Lanka, no matter who was bowling. It does matter who's bowling, though, doesn't it? I mean, you know, if Murali's bowling, uh, is Joe Root is Joe Root acting quite as comfortable? Is Harath's bowling? Is Joe Root quite as comfortable? I mean, it does matter, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it, yes, and no. I think yes because obviously the level of of the opposition, you would be asked more questions. But at the end of the day, you'd still have to find the answers. And the way, for me, the way Joe's movements back and forward is decision-making, whether to go all the way forward or go all the way back, they were still there. So no matter who's bowling, whether where Murali's bowling, whether Harad's bowling, you know, any ind- indecisions, that's what you're looking for. I didn't see any indecisions in, in, in the way Joe Root played. I seen a little bit in Johnny Bairstow. I seen a little bit in a, in a great debut knock for, for Dan Lawrence. And I seen a, quite a bit when, when Josh Butler went in. Didn't see any of that with Joe Root. Joe Root went all the way forward when he was defending. He went all the way forward when he was sweeping. And he went all the way back when he was trying to manipulate the strike and move the ball through the offside between sort of cover and cover point and using the sort of square leg, square leg gap to get off strike and off singles. I thought Joe Root's balance and all-round demeanour would have took on any, any, any one of the spinners from around the world on that sort of surface. And I still think Joe Root, because of the way he went about his job and he, how comfortable he looked, I still think he would have gotten a three-figure score. And what about Dan Lawrence then? Because, you know, it comes into the side. Didn't have the greatest day yesterday on debut. I know that, of course, any day you make your debut for England is a good day. But he dropped the catch, didn't get to bat. Probably would have been sitting there for a good hour at, towards the end of play, hour and a half, when Bairstow and Root were at the crease expecting uh, to go on and bat. And that must have been a bit weird because he must have psyched himself up. The adrenaline's going. He's getting nervous. Um and if he'd gone in with a score 17 for three, you know, actually the pressure would have been off a little bit in a perverse kind of way because whatever happens, uh, you're going to be OK. A bit like when Michael Vaughan went to the crease with England, was it two for four? But that didn't happen. So then it would have come down again off the back of the day. Uh, but he came out this morning very early on. Uh, he got off the mark. First ball, second ball he hit for four. Fourth ball uh, he hit to, to mid on. So he played three different shots in four balls. He was on... Six not out. And um, yeah, there's a couple of half chances, a, a catch at gully, but, you know, he'd already gone past 50 by that point. Um, a missed stumping. He maybe maybe got a little bit tired towards the end of the innings. It must take it out of you, you know, to be batting in these conditions and in international cricket. But, you know, Joe Root on debut scored 73. Um, and Dan Lawrence did the same today. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was an impressive knock, that's for sure. Absolutely, I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic. I'm so pleased for the man. I'm chuffed to bits for the kid because what he's what he's done is he's given himself a chance. He's not put himself under pressure. Yeah, everybody drops a catch. He's probably the way the catch came to him. He probably caught it three times before it actually hit his hands um, because it just looped at him. I think they come a little bit flatter and a bit quicker. Instinctively, he would have just grabbed it and it would have been not a problem. And then you know this morning. He couldn't have gotten off to a better start, really, could he? Given a buffy ball, second ball, hit it for four. He's a confident lad anywhere. So, you know, it, it, an ideal opportunity to, to make big runs. Got 73, and I thought he looked I thought he looked competent. I thought he looked comfortable. 
thought he looked very, very good on the back foot. He'd give himself some time. This guy's a big lad. He's a tall guy with a long reach. He wasn't really lunging forward. Possibly seen the mistake that Johnny Bairstow made when Johnny lunged forward and nicked it to nicked it to Mendes it slipped. But you know, for me, I was I was really pleased for him. I'm proud that a, a good young Englishman has has stood up in tough trying conditions, made his debut, got a got a score on the board, and he's going to put hopefully put the pressure back on the selectors to say you can't drop me, you can't drop me. We're going to India, no matter how tough it's going to be. Fair enough, you've got Stokes, you've got Pope. Um, Rory Burns made a decision not to go. Could that come back to haunt him? For me, Dan Lawrence has given himself a good chance. I like the kid's temperament. I like his confidence and what I've seen first innings because you're never sure in Test Match cricket whether somebody's good enough. You can say as much as you want how good they are in first-class cricket till they get the cauldron, till they get into the yeah, into the into the into the arena. Then you'll you, you see what they're sort of mentally they're made of. First, so far, so good, and signs are good. So, you know, well done to Darren, well done to Dan Lawrence on his debut. Well done on his seventy-three. Just a, a little sample size of what's to come, and if that's the case, you know, he's got a bright future. The the, the kid from Essex. Yeah, I think we will uh, hold judgment in some regard. The beauty of cricket is that you do have to play in lots of different places, different climates, different uh, pitches, different attacks, and. You know, what he's come up against in his first day uh, will not be mirrored at the end of the year if he's in the side, that's for sure. But I was impressed. And the thing that impressed me, I, I, I think, was the fact that he was outscoring Joe Root for up until T. Um, and uh, Joe seemed to, uh, you know, just going to shell a little bit. And it was Dan Lawrence who was actually more of the aggressor, not in a flighty kind of way, not in a risk-taking kind of way. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed by Dan Lawrence today and uh, look forward to seeing how it goes in the future. I actually think that helped Joe that, that during that passage of play. Bear in mind, we're coming off the back of a, a whole day's cricket yesterday where Joe, Joe batted for a long, long time. In, sometimes when you're batting in partnerships, you do need a, a little a little downtime, a little spell where you just, just get me away from strike for a little bit. If a bowler's got the top of me, or if I'm flagging a little bit, just keep me off strike for a bit. You know, you take a, a boatload of the balls, you take a boatload of the risk, you try and you know, up the scoring rate if you need to, but I'm just going to sit in here. I'm going to absorb maybe two or three balls and over, get me breath back, get me second wind charge, and then I'm going to go again. The scoring rate didn't, didn't drop. The intensity still kept up going. Because England on the lead, you're looking to enforce the game and take the game away from the opposition. And I thought, at an, an early year, infancy in his career, young man, I thought he did. I thought he took the pressure off Joe Root in the middle there, and I thought he did very, very well. Another tick in the positive box. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. Well, there are a few moments of the day today. Um, one of them will wait for lull of the day. Uh, it does involve uh, who, for me, is fast turning out to be the man of the series. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Harvey. Let's start with a couple of the moments. One of the moments, I mean, look, Joe Root reaching a century, of course, and 150. Dan Lawrence reaching 50. Uh, Joe Root was 99 at lunch, wasn't he? But came out and just uh, reached three figures without any real fuss. Um, there was a, a quite painful moment late in the day. Uh, Kusal Mendes, who's had a, a horror uh, game so far, he put down a chance um, of uh, Dan Lawrence. He was out for naught, his fourth naught in a row. They call him Audi, all of that. Um, but he was fielding at short leg and Pereira was bowling. And Joe Root has been so proficient on the sweep. Uh, he, he caned him three times in one over. The last one, bang on the on the shoulder bone, and Joe Root and the whole team just went to surround him, see if he was okay, and, and he wasn't. He went off the field. I'm sure he will be okay. Um, but yeah, that's when you're like, that if if he's not, if he doesn't have Pereira up by his throat in the changing room uh, right now, then I don't know. He's a better man than me because uh, he was getting absolutely peppered. Yeah, he was, and it was, it was, it was. It's one of them ones where it's like a batsman get hit in the box. Yeah, it's funny for everybody else apart from the subject that it's actually been hit. He was, he got one right on the back of the hand. Physio comes out, puts a bit of tape on, a bit of spray. Two seconds later, you know, he gets a bang, bounce off onto the helmet. That goes up. A little first pump by the England captain Joe Root. He says, "Sorry, are you all right?" The very next ball, whack. And that was the painful one, right on the shoulder bone, right on the point of the bone. And you're thinking, that has got to hurt. And I think in the end, Mendes, he didn't wave the physio on. He told the physio to stay off because he was coming towards him. I'm not fielding here no more. Somebody else can do it. This guy's in too much, having too much of fun. And the bowler's not bowling great, great lines and length. So it was one of the moments of the day. The other one was, you know, you learn something new every day. I mean, I... I I, I couldn't believe. I thought I was on you know breakfast this morning, seeing this decision um, by DRS. Mickey Arthur's face. Well, we'll come on to Mickey Arthur in a minute, but the way he's been, he's been a jumpy jack throughout this whole two days of a test match. But I thought it was out. I thought Joe Root's out. Gone for the sweep. Underedged it. Hit the ground. Bounced up off his glove into short leg's hand. On the on the full catch. Thanks very much. See you later, Joe Root. 
off you go. Simple decision for the umpire. Umpire's not so sure, gives it the third umpire, goes to DRS. I'm expecting, yeah, not a problem. Well, I've been doing the breakfast show, which is predominantly football, and VER and football has been a disgrace throughout this season at Stockley Park. And I actually thought the DRS had come from Stockley Park because I thought, what's he doing? He's giving it not out. It's got to be out. It's bounced off the glove. I just thought, once he's seen the under edge, it's gone towards the ground. And the third umpire's looking, he's looking if the ball's hit the foot or it's hit the ground. And he's not not seeing the ball hit the glove and it's gone straight up in the air. And I think he's thinking, oh, well, it's hit the ground. It's not out. But actually, the rule is that if the ball hits the bat, hits the ground, then that deems the ball to hit the ground. So no matter what else it hits, it can't be out. So having played the game for so long, you know, you learn something new every day. But it was quite farcical because Mickey Arthur, God, Mickey Arthur, he was, if he thought Shrank had a bad day and you could read lips and the expletives that was coming out of him yesterday, well, he wasn't best pleased our third umpire on that decision. Lol of the day. Well, all of that brings us quite nicely to uh, lol of the day because uh, certainly we made mention of it yesterday, the camera panning to uh, uh, to Mickey Arthur when Joe Root uh, somewhat hopefully went for a DRS uh, when given out on field leg before wicket. The ball shown to be just, just travelling over middle stump. Um, well, today, he's, he's a man of the series. I tell you, every time something happens... Cameras pan up to Mickey. I mean, there's nothing else to look at, is there? There is just Mickey Arthur. There's no fans in the ground. And uh, as you may mention, that DRS, just to show, I, I wasn't sure. The, I was getting the text from Andrew McKenna going, how can anyone not know that? I was like, well, Harvey didn't. He's been playing, he would play 15 years. I wasn't sure about it either. So it is a, the beauty of the great game um, that we're still learning these things uh, after all these years. But Mickey Arthur, he didn't know the law either. He stormed off to the third arm. How on earth was that not given out? And you can see the umpire going, well, it hit the floor. And then Mickey Arthur going, oh, is that the law, is it? And the umpire going, <laughs> yes, that's the law. And then Mickey Arthur went back. But even amongst that, uh, apart from that, George DeBell, um, George DeBell tweeted something. If only the Sri Lankan batsman had shown as much resistance as Mickey Arthur's shorts. And uh, you can see why they are... They're short shorts, aren't they? And Mickey Arthur, he's a comfortably sized man, sitting up there in the gods, um, watching down. But he's, uh, he's certainly provided more than enough uh, laugh-out-loud moments uh, today, yesterday, and uh, no doubt for the rest of this series. Yeah, and he's, he'll be very, very upset about the way his team's performed as well when it comes down to what's going on, what's happened so far in the series. Not to forget the run-out chance between... Sibley and Crawley. Um, he did a few laps of the uh, the, the pavilion balcony there. Um, and I think if you go on energies exerted throughout this test match so far, I think Mickey Arthur will have exerted a lot more energy than one or two of them slanking sh- players because the batsmen didn't really score any runs. Um, and the bowlers, the, the bowlers haven't performed. And when you, when you look at it, England decided not to have warm-up games. And I just wonder if this is the right decision now that they didn't have any warm-up games going into this into this series because if you had wasted the energy going into the warm-up games and then played this cricket, then have to go to India and what's coming out throughout the summer. So I think good. you've got to take your hats off. It's a, it was a gamble by the ECB, but it's a gamble that seems to be paying off because 
another 10 days on this trip playing against lesser opposition arguably will possibly be a waste of time. I know we've only two days into a test match, but the way things are looking so far, this is probably a very, very good warm-up for what is going to be a big series against India. What is going to happen tomorrow? Uh, day three ahead of us. I'm not even going to bother looking at the weather forecast, Harmi. I never, ever believe the weather forecast. I imagine, as it's Sri Lanka, the weather forecast will say it's going to rain, it's going to be sunny, it's going to be cloudy, and there's going to be uh, thunderstorms. And all of those things will probably be true. Let's imagine that we get 60 overs on day three. Uh, look, I, I can't see England racking up uh, 600 on this track. It, there is a little bit of bounce, a certainly turn. That can only, uh, you'd imagine, get worse. It was more pronounced on day two than on day one. Uh, batting last on that track, or rather, when Sri Lanka come out to bat with a, a deficit of anything between 300 and 400. It's, it's, I know we're living in a world where we wrote off India and look what's happened over in Australia, but it, it's going to be difficult for Sri Lanka to... Uh, to, to, to make a game of this unless, unless the weather really does get involved. Yeah, I don't see there being uh, any, any other outcome than, than England winning this test match. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long England want to bat for and whether they want to try and get another bat in this game for the, for the, for the top order players um, in, in Crawley and, and Sibley. But I think they'll be as professional as they possibly can Try and get as many as they can, but I agree. I don't think I don't think this team, this this batting unit's got six hundred in it. I think, even though they have been poor Sri Lanka when it comes to to the bowling department, well, the all round department, but bowling department, I still think they get one more wicket, turn and turn and bounce and turn and pierce on a pitch, then I think they'd knock England's England's tail over relatively relatively easily. So I'd love to think Josh Butler will get runs. I'd love to think if, well, if Josh Butler does get runs, Joe Root gets through the first sort of 20 minutes of that getting in period of, of a new of a new day, then I can only see the England captain going on and scoring a big double hundred. Josh Butler getting some confidence for the, for the 2021 you know, calendar year to start. And then England potentially having a, a 300 run lead, 200 run, 300 run lead um, and, and, and bowl Sri Lanka out. And if they get more than 60 overs, finish tomorrow. If they don't get more than 60 overs, then come back the following day. Whether they try and manu- manipulate and manufacture another bat for themselves, I think that would be dangerous. That would mean England having to declare in another 50, 60, 60 runs time, hoping that Sri Lanka could potentially get to 300, which gives England a 50, 60 run chase, which will give more time in the middle. I don't think they'll want to go down that road. I think they'll want to win emphatically. And you know, the way England are going so far, I can only see the captain getting a double hundred and England winning by an innings. Brilliant stuff, Harmy. Well, we'll be back tomorrow on day three, whatever happens. And uh, throughout this test match, as we begin the build-up, really, to the India series, I know we're uh, more than uh, committed um, uh, to this uh, two-test series between Sri Lanka and, and England. But it's a little bit like when England toured the last two tests, two series tour of Asia, um, when Bats was playing, Bangladesh for two tests and then over to India, um, really, really licking our lips, especially as the Australia-India series is just coming to its conclusion. I'm not sure what side India are going to be able to put out for that first test, by the way. We shall see. Anyway, um, thanks for uh, for listening to the following on podcast. Harmi, I'll chat to you tomorrow. Um, 
uh, you can subscribe and review to the following on podcast on Acast, Spotify, um, or on Apple Podcasts. But for now, thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 